Hi, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to be, so every week, I play a game with one guest who is guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant. I assign them points as we go through my game based on how much their answers cheer me up specifically, and then, at the end, the winner and, again, only contestant receives a $100 donation to the charity or cause of their choice. Then, the winner and I each give a pep talk to cheer up a person or group that we think might need it this week, because this isn't all about me. This is just mostly about me. Today's guest is the creator of the blog and subsequent book, Slaughterhouse 90210. She's also the host of the incredible podcast, The Maris Review, where she interviews authors each week about their recently published work. It's really great, one of my favorite podcasts, and you should listen to it. Uh, also, for this is the first in Make My Day History, my guest and I are married to each other. Welcome to the show, Maris Kreisman. Josh, it's so delightful to be here in our apartment. <laughs> in our home, yes. In separate rooms. Um, yes. Which is, yeah. I believe, yeah, I believe that this is how um, Orthodox Jewish couples record their podcasts. <laughs> separate rooms. Um, how are you? I'm doing great. I I'm so delighted to be sort of here after ha- hearing you do this podcast with with other guests through the mm-hmm. door. So many do times. you? Okay, how do you feel? Because you are such a good podcast host and you are an interviewer. How how do you feel coming into this? Because you're a much more frequent podcast host than you are a podcast guest. And how do you feel about that? I feel like I know a little bit just from having listened to you through through the door over the mm-hmm. past year and a half as uh, mm-hmm. we've been in lockdown. But yeah, maybe I'll ask you a couple of questions too. To <laughs> just to <laughs> just to get yourself on on your familiar footing. Correct. You're yeah. like interesting question. Uh, I will answer your question <laughs> with a question of my own. <laughs> <laughs> I like. That. I'll be ready for that if that comes up. Okay. Good. I will. I will be ready for this tactic and gambit. I I'm excited for you to unleash it during gameplay as kind of a a, a ploy, and and I respect your being upfront about it. Um, I think now is a great time to jump into today's game. Let's do it. Today's game is called Sense of Shelf. Maris, you are a writer, a critic, a reader, a podcaster where you interview authors about books. So obviously you have valuable opinions about books to share. So that's what I'm going to ask you about today. As always, I will judge your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. And I realize when I say as always, I mean as always on the show, right? Not as always in our in marriage. our relationship. <laughs> yes, correct. I don't that get is not a rubric that I'm constantly <laughs> applying. <laughs> Just so the listeners know that. Maris Kreisman, are you ready to play Sense of Shelf? Yes, I am, Josh Gogglman. Let's start here. First question. What is the most satisfying physical shape and format of a book? I like that you've asked for physical shape because over the past year and a half, I've had to ask publicists for a physical copy of the book, which is like such a strange, like, I'd like a physical, please. Um, (laughs) Because they send you, they try to, they'll try to, they'll send, (laughs) they're sneaky. (laughs) They'll send you an ebook, right? A lot of the time. Yes. So, I mean, and it's better for the environment and it's Mm -hmm. much easier. um, And you've seen how our mail gets and Mm -hmm. it's um, just way better to use digital. But there's nothing better than reading a physical book, especially if it's a galley. And if yeah. it's, a, it's a trade paperback, 
that that's what that format is. So it's not a hardcover. It's not bulky. It's like the exact right weight. Mm-hmm. And I can write all over it. Mm-hmm. And we can get iced coffee on it if we, yep. you know, if we're drinking it or, you know, dog hair, whatever. And it's sure. totally fine. What you want in a book at times is the ability to fuck it up. Yeah, I just want to fuck <laughs> it up sometimes. <laughs> I love that. I think that's such a great answer. I don't know many people who would give that answer. Is like, because I know a lot of people who are like the, similar, right? They're like, I love a physical book. I don't read on an e-reader. I don't read via PDF most of the time. But for them, it's like, and then I I put all my books in a hermetically sealed plastic envelope or whatever. And you're like, no, I like a real book because I can make notes in it. I like a real book because I can spill coffee on it and because my dog can like sit on it and it's fine. <laughs> I mean, if I do get a hardcover copy of that book, then that will be hermetically sealed in the Yes, in the yes, 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 yeah. of course, in our airlock that we have yes. in our apartment in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's great. And then what is the best, like, size of a trade paper and thickness? Like, when you see a book, like, what's a thickness that you're like, yeah, this book has the right width? Give me, like, a 304-pager. Ooh, very <laughs> specific. <laughs> what happens at less and what happens at more, just from, like, a, an experiential standpoint? More, it's it's just a bigger commitment, and that could end up being great. Like, when you love a book and there's just hundreds of pages still left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, that's a risky proposition because there are more books that are that length that, you know, you don't want to be immersed in. For- right, right, right. Like, not every thousand-page tome is going to be your, like, favorite obsession and, like, gem- you know, something to reread and tell everyone you know to read. Sometimes it's just like, mm, that's a lot of book. Yeah, it's too much book sometimes. Too much book in your book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I like a short book. I like a little guy, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's not my ideal because I no. want to spend a little more time. Kind of a, yeah, a 304-page book. That's terrific. We don't need the Irishman of books. Um <laughs> every time out, nor do we want it to be the Ramones song of books. And I'm going mixed genre, neither of which are books, because <laughs> you know more about books than I do. I don't want a one-act play, but don't I don't need play. angels in America. <laughs> all, all the time. Nor do you need angels in the outfield. <laughs> That's cheating, and nobody brings it up. This answer is worth 304 points for obvious reasons. Next question. What quality other than a specific author is most likely to entice you to read a given book? Like, what can you find out about a book that you're like, ooh, I got to get this in my eyeballs pronto? I think the best thing is if an agent or an editor or a publicist or fellow critic comes to me and says, like, I know exactly what you like mm-hmm. like you like you love a flawed character who uses humor as a defense mechanism and mm-hmm. so i think you will like this book and and so that that's my roundabout way i think of saying it's word of mouth but just from nerds mm-hmm. uh, uh, nerd, of, nerd mouth. of mouth that must be the name of something already <laughs> um so you're saying so okay so what you're saying is like you're truly not judging a book by its cover, but you're waiting for, like, a personal recommendation. I, I think that puts it over the top, right? Like, if, mm-hmm. if all of our friends are talking about something, I'm going to want to get another. Yeah. And you said flawed character. 
that uses humor as a coping mechanism. And I'm like, I now <laughs> understand why we are married. <laughs> this really again, this wasn't about our marriage, but <laughs> <laughs> but it also isn't not. <laughs> Um, this is a great answer. And like, is that like something you look for? Is that like a quality that you, like if somebody mentioned that quality to you in a book, you would, you would be like, oh, let me, I want to read that. Yeah. I think we've talked a lot about the novel Luster, Mm -hmm. um, which came out last year and the kind of humor in that book by Raven Leilani, Mm -hmm. um, it is just like so up my alley. Great. Um, laughing to keep from crying. This is a great answer. <laughs> this answer, I, it is. I think it's a wonderful answer. This answer is worth, I'm going to give it 399 and a half points because that's that little character flaw, that half point. Ooh, I thought you were yeah. like a Goodreads user. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not oh, four yeah. stars. <laughs> not, not four stars. Okay, I'm not going to go as far as four stars. Because I need to give this a slightly worse review to feel slightly better about my own life. <laughs> yes. Excellent answer. Next question. Okay. What one person from any time in history, including the present, who has not written a memoir, would you like to read a memoir by? Because I've interviewed to be a book editor at various mm-hmm. times, like I always seem like I have like my wish list of people that I would like to work yes. with. And so... For the last, say, 25 years, mm-hmm. um, my main two people have been Fiona Apple. Oh, yeah. And Bernadette Peters. Bernadette Peters never done a memoir? She did Broadway Barks, which is her children's book about dogs on Broadway, which, as okay. you might imagine, I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's nothing Was wrong with it. Was it fiction or nonfiction? Wow. I should know the answer to that, shouldn't I? <laughs> you don't have to. I just didn't know if it was like, here's some stories I made up about dogs I, on Broadway. I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. I, or I didn't know if she was like, a history of dogs I've worked with. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know- Like when she in, was in Annie, so- <laughs> Yeah. There's a dog in Annie. Yep. But like, in, in um, Kelsey Grammer's memoir, oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. repeatedly brings up how- jealous he was of the attention that the dog who played Eddie, Eddie. on Frasier got. I think the dog's name was Moose. Moose. And uh yeah. And Kelsey Grammer would seethe about this dog. So I thought maybe Bernadette Peters had like a benevolent version of that where she's like, the great dogs I've known. <laughs> I would one hundred percent read that book though. Yeah. I mean and I think she rescues a lot of dogs, so I think it would be nice. Like I would love to hear about her life through the dogs she's she's had over the years. It'd be so great. Um, and Fiona Apple as well. That Yeah. I can't believe she hasn't written a book. So there's a part of me that's like, well, she's, her, her song craft is so personal and um, maybe I don't want to know more than what I've mm-hmm. learned through the songs. But sure. then it's like the words she uses, like the million dollar words, that's so good for a book. Like mm-hmm. folder all. I do agree. Look, when you tell me, when you say words are good for a book, (laughs) I hear you and I am agreeing 100%. You're not going to get me to come up with a contrarian take on that, no matter how hot you come in with. (laughs) And then to delight you, I think my third person would be Tim Robinson. Oh, we love a Tim Robinson book. I think you should read. (laughs) 
You get 311 points for the number of stories about dogs that I would gladly read by Bernadette Peters. Next question. Please describe for me your ideal location for reading. So I follow this Instagram account called I'd Like to Read Here. Mm -hmm. And it's just pictures of different places that look really welcoming. Um, for reading, but I, I think that over the past year and a half, I've kind of learned how important it is to have a nice reading space in our home. Mm-hmm. So the ideal place would be like if there was a secret hidden room mm-hmm. in our apartment. Sure. Like, perhaps like you move aside my IKEA bookshelves. Yeah. To, to this sh- room where you can shut the door and it's soundproofed so we can't hear our upstairs neighbors playing the piano. Oh, yeah. Our upstairs neighbors play City of Stars from <laughs> uh, from the mu- musical La La Land All often. The t- it's, it's really their only consistent... Uh, yeah, that's the one they come back to, which that's... Honestly, someone should tell Damien Chazelle about this because I think it is the greatest enduring... Legacy of La La Land <laughs> is my upstairs neighbor <laughs> playing City of Stars on the piano all the time. All the time. So secret room, what book would you want to move to like move the, the bookshelf aside? Like what oh. would you want as the trigger for that? I'm trying to think of something that's like properly mysterious. Like I don't think I have any physical copies of Agatha Christie, but like that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that I'd be what about like is this too on the nose also like a like a Donna Tartt's The Secret History? Wow, that did in fact come into my head as as mm-hmm. another alternative. My only problem is the secret history, the copy that I have is a paperback. Yeah. And I think if you want to open <laughs> You want a hardcover a you proper wanna, you wanna, hardcover uh, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for that gripping satisfaction and the like, <laughs> of like pulling. Yeah, I get that. Sure, you don't want anything flimsy that you would spill iced coffee on or get dog hair in. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you have the secret room, soundproof. What are other qualities of this space? <laughs> it has ample light, mm-hmm. uh, which you know is sometimes a problem in our apartment. Yep. Listeners will know. Listeners will know. <laughs> They will now. <laughs> it's definitely got um, like a climate control. Sure. What's the temperature? Sixty nine. Nice. Six. And yeah, that, then I, I I would hope that in that room I could have like a really nice lounge chair. Very nice. Mm-hmm. That's very good. What do you, do you ever see anything on this Instagram account that you're like, that's just for the gram. That wouldn't actually be a good place to read. Yeah, there are there are a lot of places that are really pretty, but they don't seem to have a comfortable seat. Oh, yeah. You need you need to be comfortable. You can like fully agreed. You yeah. have to like be able to block out the feeling of your own body. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Like, what do you mean, like, not a comfortable place to sit? Would it just be, like, a room with no chairs? Or would it be, like, outside, like, a gravel driveway or something? (laughs) You know, like, it could be a beach. Sure, but no, there's no, no, like, like, nice setup there with, like, a chair and a towel or a towel. Got it, got it, got it. So it's, like, oh, a lovely environment that's relaxing. But, like, 
let's let's map out the logistics of reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want somewhere I can put my feet up, you know? Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. This answer is gosh, let's are 69 points for the temperature. And then 300 points for how many decibels of sound it would block out. So I guess 369. Uh, 369 points. It's a great answer. You're very strong. Next question. What is a book you've always meant to read but have never gotten into or gotten around to? I have part one of Remembrance of Things Past on, on mm. the bookshelf out here. And that's the one about the Titans. Yes. Correct. <laughs> correct. That's the remembrance of the Titans, correct? Yeah, yeah. Go on, sorry, go on. <laughs> it's, it's actually about cookies. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. The smell of the cookies. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's the Proust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the Madelines. The Madelines, correct. Right. And I know, uh, maybe that's enough. Maybe, like, that's the Cliff Notes version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, it's no, about I, the cookies. It's about the cookies. <laughs> That's the whole Cliff's notes. <laughs> he smells a cookie. What do you want? <laughs> but it's it's just the first part, I guess. There are seven parts to it. But the mm-hmm. first, I don't know how many, like 500 pages is just about the cookies. Hey, you know what they say about Marcel Proust? Did it all for the cookies? That is what I was going to say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. This answer is worth 20 points for the roughly 20 pages I imagine you've read of The Remembrance of Things Past. Next question. Not to be judgmental, but what is the most embarrassing book for someone to say is their favorite? The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho is the favorite novel of countless numbers of tech bros. Interesting. Our friend Caroline Casey says it's kind of like the Anne Rand of tech. Fascinating. What's, what is this book? I don't know anything about this book. So it's a parable. I'm out. <laughs> I hate <laughs> lessons. It's very, very straightforwardly a lesson. It's got something to teach you, and it's very much like a pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And um, what... What about it is appealing to people in tech in a way that, because that feels like very Ayn Rand, like you were saying, like it, that, like why don't they just read The Fountainhead? I think because this is shorter. <laughs> what a withering burn. <laughs> yes. It also has no nuance. And I don't, like, so it's already made for, like, those apps that kind of distill a book down to its um, yeah 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 essential message yeah like not getting all caught up in like character development or like plot or anything it's right it's it's its own cliff's notes it's yeah in, yes and so there's like zero nuance but it can feel deeply profound to its reader interesting so it's just like pretty pretty ham-fisted. Yes. Well, yes. And what is the, what is, so that, is it about like an, an actual alchemist? It's about a shepherd who... Oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever read a good book about a shepherd. No offense to any shepherds out there. <laughs> so this, this is like a great take. I've never heard, cause, because I think like, 
there's this online discourse, right, about like yeah. what books are problematic. And I feel like this one is like, this is like for the real, this is like a deep cut where, you know, it's always like, if a man has ever read Infinite Jest, you He's have to set him on fire and throw him in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> or like, if you look like, if you look at a man's bookshelf and there's a book by a man, you topple that bookshelf <laughs> over on him and run out of that, that apartment <laughs> or whatever. And uh, I feel like this is like a one that is born from specific cultural knowledge and not just like, meeting three boring guys over the course of your life. <laughs> Charles Bukowski, real piece of shit. Anybody who reads him, real piece of shit. If, he, if a man has even heard of <laughs> Charles Bukowski, if you're like, uh, if you're like, Bukowski says what? And he's like, what? Then you kneel behind him and have your friend push him over your back and roll him down a hill. <laughs> But this feels, I've, this is one I've not heard of in quite the same way. And it feels like it has this specific resonance that has not been, like, widely mocked, which I appreciate. This is a great answer. This answer is worth uh, 500 points based on how many years ago I think there were just alchemists roaming around. <laughs> Next question. What is the book that you've recommended the most frequently to people and why overall? As much as I wish that more people would be like, I'm really looking for a serious work of fiction that's like really depressing, but like enlightening. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's really not what I get for the most part. I get sure. like. And people know where to find those, right? Like yeah. people, people know where to be like, um, most uh, pretentious book of the year <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like they know how to find the ones that are like critically acclaimed yeah. and, and, and like that. But I think what everybody wants, yeah. and not, I, I cut you off, but like no, I've you're seen right. you get, get lots of requests yep. for like something that's like beachy but smart, right? Like that exactly. kind of thing a lot. Yeah. Like not too fluffy, but also not so heavy. Like something that is smart that I can read for escapist pleasure. And yeah. so I, I think that Sam Irby's essays are, like, just a real Hell crowd yeah. pleaser. So, like, Meaty mm -hmm. was her first one. Um, but just, like, really hilarious and, and smart. And, and then, of course, the secondary to that is that, and we talk about this a lot, you and I, yeah. which is, like, what is genuinely funny fiction, not, like, yeah. wry or like has a dumbass narrator, but like yeah. Look, I, we're putting you on blast, Ignatius J. Riley. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, stop Confederacy bumbling. of Dunces. Yeah, stop, <laughs> stop bumbling. <laughs> um, so, so for genuinely funny fiction, um, I like to say, well, there are two books I made you read: The Sisters yeah. Brothers by Patrick. You recommend DeWitt. these are great recommendations. I recommend them, and I always credit you and because. The Yes, so the, the Sisters Brothers by, by Patrick Duet, and the, and yeah, and the Cello by Patrick by Paul Beatty. Sorry, I, I interrupted your recommendations only because I wanted to shout out how great recommendations they are and how like I'm constantly recommending these books to people. They're like smash hit recommendations. Thank they, you. All three really. Samantha Irby's essay collection. She has three. They're great. Yeah, really wonderful. Well, thanks. You're welcome. All books that I've read on your recommendation. Th this is worth. 304 pages, which you said is the perfect uh, length of book, and this is the perfect recommendation of book, so another 304-point answer. Final question. Okay. 
what is the number of books you aspire to have in your home, whether that's more or less than the current number of books you have in your home, which is, I also live there. So yeah, um, a very loaded question, given that you also live here. It's okay. (laughs) I want you to answer irrespective of my presence in the home. Because if you're like, I mean, I think I should know if you're like, actually, I would like to replace you and all of your <laughs> belongings with more books. That's useful intel for me to have. No, maybe a few <laughs> pairs of your sneakers. Sure, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, no, what I would like for both of us is to one day live in a home where we can have a proper library. Sure. We, we started to look for two bedrooms in Brooklyn that could hold mm-hmm. more books, and it, that's, yep. that's hard to find. So yeah. I'm going to say it's like, I want like a couple thousand books. Wow, yeah. And nice. I think we have, we're, we're getting close, and I'm trying really, really hard. We might be over that. <laughs> I've never counted. I've never counted either. I almost want to give you a couple thousand points just for this. I will, this answer is worth... 175 points, which is the number of books. I can't imagine we're more than 175 books short of 1,000 books in our apartment. (laughs) This brings us to the end of our game of Sense of Shelf. Marcus Kreisman, your total score is 2,388 points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. How do you feel? Whoa, thank you. You're welcome. I am... Happy that you did this. You are uh, the all-time leading scorer, which I love. This is an incredible round of gameplay. As this week's champion, you now receive a $100 donation or contribution to the charity or other aid cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? An organization called T1 International. It's a charity for type 1 diabetes that doesn't take money from drug companies. So they oh, cool. give specific communities the tools they need to access insulin diabetic supplies. And can you say the name one more time? T1 International. T1 International. Cool. Thank you so much. That is such a great cause and, and so important. And people, you know, it's, it's for really for people in need. The final segment of this week's show is every week are the pep talks. You and I will each give a pep talk to someone or a group that we think need it this week. I'll go first. My pep talk is for all the unread books on my bookshelf. (sighs) Okay, books, look. (laughs) It's not you, it's me. My brain has been made of oatmeal lately, and I haven't had the focus to read book-length things at all, including you. Books. (laughs) Does that stop me from wanting to read books? No. Does it stop me from buying new books? Also no. Does it stop me from reading books? Absolutely. I never meant to lead you on books. Every book I buy, I purchase with the intention of reading. Well, almost every book. Some of them I bought just to feel something, (laughs) and others are by authors I want to support, even though I've never read a single piece of literature in their genre, and I never really plan to. But there's always a good reason. Although, that doesn't make you any less unread to hear me say that. I'm sure you're all great books. And I know you're going to bring a lot of joy or catharsis or information or, I don't know, a smug sense of accomplishment to a lot of people who read you. You have so much to offer, so many ways to improve people's minds. Just probably not me. But again, that's not on you. I'm just taking some time right now to not work on myself. Maris, the floor is yours for a pep talk. 
in a related vein, um, my, my pep talk is for the workers at independent bookstores who are true heroes. You make fairly low wages, and we know it's a noble profession, but we also know how demeaning it can be to be working in retail right now, enforcing mask rules or having to deal with a dog pooping on the floor of your store, We're which sorry, is, yes, what happened. Floor, yeah. <laughs> um, magic in Brooklyn. Yes, sorry to Books for Magic in Brooklyn. Busy apologizes. And even just the idea of like, you want to think that everybody going to a local bookstore is like a real hero of the community. But in reality, there are certainly a number of people who are threatening to go to Amazon for quicker service or if, if they don't get their way about anything. And you're, you're real saints for putting up with all of it. And you have a zillion tote bags, which I hope one day can maybe be made into clothing if you need it. <laughs> that seems... <laughs> And the holiday season is coming soon, which will be even more crowded for you. And who knows what COVID's going to be like. I like that this pep talk is me just telling you what the problems are. Yes, 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 yes. You have plenty of reasons to feel bad. But you're doing it for the love of the game. And um, you're surrounded by uh, great colleagues. And we really, the people who matter appreciate it. That's lovely. That's a really nice pep talk to, I think, a group of people who have been working really hard lately under tough conditions, you know, like, like in many in many retail sectors and, and service sectors. And and that's those are our pep talks, and that's been the show. I'm Josh Gondelman, your host. This has been Make My Day. Thank you to this week's champion, Maris Kreisman. Maris, where can people find you and your work? You can find me on Twitter at Maris Kreisman. Listen to the Maris Review on LitHub. Uh, it's available wherever you get your podcasts. It's great. It's so good. Thank so you. many great interviews, one every week. If you listening want to make your own contribution to T1 International, I'll make that information uh, readily available. If you have your own answers to today's game of Sense of Shelf, tweet them at me, at Josh Gondelman, or at Make My Day Pod. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, Executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. Hold up. 